Tommy Frogs invading. I'm looking through you. New York attorney acting as general counsel to the PTL television network today confirmed that the ministry intends to file a petition for bankruptcy under Chapter 11 of the U.S. Bankruptcy Code. The board of directors voted yesterday to authorize the filing, which he says will allow the financially beleaguered ministry to continue operating pending a restructuring of its debts. Miller also says the filing will freeze PTL's assets, thereby protecting them from being seized by creditors and by Jim and Tammy Faye. I wonder if that uh, the timing of that is just because Jim and Tammy Faye happened to come back into town yesterday. Mm-hmm. Who knows? They don't want them to get their hands on anything, I guess. That's, that's okay. another problem. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted well, that's to... all right. That's... I think uh, he wanted to get into the privacy of his vehicle and hear this by himself. No. I, I have my business, and it, it, one of the reasons I don't hire black Americans is because they are dirty delinquents and stupid. Oh, that's nice. Other thing is... But, well, wait a minute. Let's slow down for the benefit of the people who couldn't understand your broken English. You don't hire black Americans because they're dirty... Delinquents and... Delinquent and stupid. Yeah. Yes, they have proved that. They have what? They have proved it. They've proved it. Yes. Now, the other thing is... What's the matter? Are you jealous because there are no Cuban basketball players in the NBA? Is that your problem? No. I mean, you've obviously got a problem. No. I, I am what is your problem? Thing. And I want to tell you, I got this citizenship because that way I, I can do whatever I want and I can put my, my own people to represent me over there, like, like Pereira and all these good people that you are talking back about them. I don't care what they do. They, if they steal, they have no steal from a Cuban business. And listen to this, we, we, we don't live like, like you people. You can go over there to little... Well, what do you mean, wait a minute, what do you mean like you people? Who else don't you like beside the blacks? In other words, you don't like anybody but Cubans, right? How about black Cubans? How about all those black Cubans who came over during the Mariel Boatlift? You don't like them? They are okay. Oh, they're okay. Okay. But listen to this. So it's just American blacks, all depending on where they came from. If they came from Africa, they're bad. If they came from Cuba, they're good. How about Haitians? Haitian? Yeah. No, no, they... Listen, I, no, I don't no want to what? Talk about Haitian, but what, they what does are... that mean, no? What kind of an answer is that to the question? They are pigs. You oh, they're want pigs? To ask, they are pigs. Uh-huh. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I, I want to tell you about... And what are you? Uh, what are you? Some kind of a subhuman cretin? No. Then what are you? No, but we listen... You sound but... like one. You you go to American neighborhood, you see the... the... What, what is an American neighborhood? What the hell does that mean? What is an American neighborhood? Get out of here, you moron, you jackass. You subhuman douchebag, scum, that's what you are. You're human excrement floating around. Watch your step. Oh, 
you can give them all the rest and you can kiss them goodbye. Almost made up for losing at Calder yesterday, being able to watch. Mr. Cassine, were you at any time aware that money from the arms sales to Iran was being illegally diverted to the Contras? You know, Mr. Senator, I'm glad you asked that question. Because the Contras are guerrilla fighters. And guerrillas always remind me of the monkeys. And isn't it great that after all these years, they're once again the heartthrob of teenagers all across the U.S. of A. Mr. Casey, will you just answer the question? Well, sir, there's nothing I'd like better. But on the advice of counsel, I must regrettably and respectfully decline your request. But don't go away, because I'm going to take the fifth. And, of course, I can only mean the fifth dimension. The year was 1967 when this... Mr. Casey, the judge. will the guards remove this man from the chamber immediately? Seize those timetables and have him ejected. <laughs> 26 past 10 at WIG. Adios. Okay, it's 11.07 at WIG. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Turn it up a little louder. Turn it up a little louder. Turn it up a little louder. That's good. Oh, wait a minute. I got a good idea. Payphone in Hollywood. Going back with the phone again. Great. Okay, put that one on hold. Leave that one there. Kendall, hello. I'm Mary Smart, and the big trend this year is perfume named after television celebrities. First, there was Crystal for women and Carrington for men. But now you can also dab on an essence of cause if you want to smell like money. Old to Elf to smell like a hairy cat eating extraterrestrial. And introduced just this week, it's Stench of Oprah. The overwhelming smell of a big, nosy, fat woman. <laughs> Crossing my legs behind my head and tying them in a knot. I'm Mary Smart. Entertainment this morning. Okay, I'm going to be excited when the... Job, your children are dead. You ought to curse your God instead of praising him. Instead, he said, woman. He said, woman, you talk like a foolish woman. You do not talk like my woman, because the Lord God giveth, and the Lord God taketh away. Hallelujah be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah be his name. My friends, this is your good friend, the Reverend Moley. Holy Moley. <laughs> Invite you all to join us here, and I cannot tell you how good it makes me feel to see so many Christian faces here in our prayer tent tonight. As you know, we are now going into our 10th consecutive year on the air with our combined faith healing and Christian crusade against communism. Now, God, God cannot win this battle against the atheistic communistic conspiracy without your help. 
God needs your financial aid in this struggle <laughs> against the communists. God needs your help. God knows God needs your help. <laughs> my friends, my program, The Word of Truth, is broadcast to 150 stations throughout the United States and Canada. And, of course, I need your financial aid to continue this battle against the atheistic communistic conspiracy. So we ask you to send whatever you can, be it a penny, a dime, or a dollar, to Kill a Commie for Christ, Box 224. <laughs> Box 224, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You do it today, you'll feel better for it tomorrow. Here, my friends. We have with us this week, as we do every week, many poor, unfortunate, handicapped individual Christian brothers. Good Lord has seen fit. Good Lord has seen fit to strike them down during Passover. Why? We do not know. But we do know this, my friends, that if they believe, if Jesus is in their heart, then I can and will cure them here tonight. All I have ask is that you give your heart to Jesus. The first one who does will receive 2,500 clean stamps. All right, now. May I have my first poor unfortunate. Will you please step right out here? You have nothing to be afraid of now. You are in the tent of the Lord, and you tell us what is your problem. Oh, Lord, may oh, some... son, you talk to me. I talk to the Lord. All right, now, you <laughs> May some, she's immobile. Like an immobile son, my friends. Immobility, immobility, immobility. How many times have we heard that tiresome phrase? Three times. <laughs> Now, don't fool around. This is air time. All right, now. Hold it out there. Tell me now. Do you believe? Yes, I do. Are you Christian in thought and deed? Yes, I am. Do you go to church every Sunday? I do. All right, then come with me. Hold on. Hold on. Look here. Oh, Lord, this is your good friend, the Reverend Moley, coming to you over in West Virginia. Now, Lord, Lord, we have a boy here tonight who has himself with a mobile thumb. He has been unable to move that thumb since childbirth. Lord, I ask you to grant this boy mobility. Lord, I ask you to cure him as I say those two great words. Say them, Reverend. Jesus, heal Amen! A little more faith, a little more faith. Put some money in the pot on the way out, my friends. He was not cured. Because Jesus was not in his heart. Why was he not cured? Why was he not cured? You heard his accent. He came up from godless Cuba. This spit comes up here and wants God to come. My friends, God will not cure those spits. They won't let Jesus in the Havana help him. Poor thing. And until they do, I'm not curing spit one. All right, now. The government says to me, hush up. They say, hush up, Reverend Moley. I will not hush up. I will speak the truth. I will tell you what the government dares not tell you. The government says you will not accept the truth. I say you will. You know what's happening in the state of Florida? All right. Giant frogs are eating people in Florida. Giant communist frogs are devouring people, and they are devouring whole towns in Florida. And if you think I'm lying, when was the last time anyone here got a call from Tampa? <laughs> All right, you think about that, my friends. <laughs> my friends, I say these are godless, atheistic frogs bred in communist Cuba. 
I say Castro breeds them, and then in the dead of night, he shits them over to Dade County to hang around the Fountain Blue Hotel. Now, people say to me, how do you know this? How do you know There's this? one? All right. Now, we know, we know these frogs come from godless Cuba. We have photographs of a large number of Cuban refugees arriving in this country with warts. More than that. More than that, my friends, we have with us tonight a gentleman who is living poop. He's going to give us mute testimony in an oral way to what he saw. He has come up here from Dade County, Miami Beach Hotel Fountain Blue, at his own expense with a great personal loss, and he is going to tell us what he saw and what he heard in his own Christian words. The first day I got there... Uh, Are you one of us? I'm a convert. Oh, yeah. wow. That's all right. That's quite all right. I understand that he was, too. All right, man. You go. Ahead. I heard that. All right, man. Yeah. Well, what happened was I was sitting behind, you know, by the pool in the back on the sun deck, and suddenly I heard an obnoxious sound. A terrible sound. Terrible sound. A godless sound. A godless, a godless sound that just... rent the air. Now, would you... Would you reproduce the hideous sound of the communist frog for us here tonight? Would you reproduce that sound? Beep. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never heard anything like wrong up the Beep. Beep, my friends. My friends, if you ever in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, I want you to squash it, kill it, get yes, a gun. kill it. Burn it. Kill it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Take that chance. Now, what did you do? What did you do? You heard that sound. What did you do? I turned to where my wife, Boita, was diving off. She loves to dive, a big woman. She was diving off the top board. And she was halfway down in a beautiful cannonball. And suddenly, a gigantic tongue whipped out, grabbed her, sucked her into the biggest froggy mouth I ever saw in my a life. A communist frog! Definitely. I recognized the uniform. There you are. There you are. All right, now, did you go to her aid? I tell you, I went... <laughs> and I haven't been able to move the hand since. God penalized him. God said, I will use this boy as an example. God said that, I didn't. All right, now, hold it up there. Do you believe? Yes, I do. Are you Christian and thought indeed? Lately. All right. <laughs> do you go to church every Sunday? I do. Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? <laughs> I can't even imagine no, uh, <laughs> it's it's weird. Weird. Well, no, 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 no. That's pretty weird. That's another weird. We don't do it. It sounds good. Once in a while, you'll get a fever. Well, not you, buddy. That's all right. Hold it up there now. As long as you believe it. From the bottom. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, look here. Oh, Lord, he has a twisted left hand. Lord, he is sorry. Oh, Lord, I believe he is sorry and penitent. And, Lord, I ask you now to please, in front of all my witnesses, Lord, to please make that one hand like the other. Lord, I beg of you, make that one hand like the other. Lord, please make that one hand like the other. Something's Lord, I... Something's yeah. Oh, my God, he did. <laughs> Wait a minute. You got the wrong hand here. Come on, Lord, shape up. <laughs> Our last 
poor unfortunate of the evening is a face that is familiar to many of you. He was with us last week. He was not cured. But through your cards and letters, you voted him most popular, and so he is back again. You can write up here now. You have nothing to be afraid of. You can write up here now. There he is. All right. There you go. There you go. I'd like to thank everybody who voted for me. That's all right. We'll see if we can't get that big boat in the sky. All right, now. You tell us. You tell us what is your problem. <laughs> I got these tight shoes. (laughs) Oh, holy moly, I'm a mess. All right. All right, now, here we go. Now, you tell us now. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you, boy, do you believe? You got your finger on my ear. (laughs) That's the good one, you know. Yes, all right. Do you believe? Yes, I do. Are you Christian in thought and deed? Yes, I am. Do you go to church every Sunday? Yes, I do. Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? I tried everything. All right. <laughs> then come with me. Oh, Lord, look here. Oh, Lord, hear me now. Lord, I know that we only have a few moments of your precious air time left. But, Lord... I ask you now, oh Lord, to use me, Lord. I ask you to use me, Lord. I ask you to send down the electricity of the Holy Ghost, oh Lord. I ask you to use me, Lord. I ask you to straighten him, oh Lord. I ask you to make him sound, oh Lord. I ask you to straighten his mind. I ask you to straighten his arms. I ask you to straighten his back. I ask you to straighten him, oh Lord. I ask you to make him a tall Christian in your army. Oh Lord, I beg of you, amen. A little more faith, my son. Put some money in the pot and away out. We'll try again next week. Now, my friends, the gospel is. Look, you did it. You cured me. I'm straight. You both made <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's a miracle. <laughs> Jack Burns and Avery Schreiber from a long time ago. I call it... Rogers. Summer and sleep. That's the smoke eater, folks. Do you believe that? Doesn't make any noise, right? Of course not. It's just our imagination. (laughs) Adios. We're just losing it today, folks. It's all slipping through our fingers. Here's a letter that we got today that I think we ought to share with the audience, don't you? Major came on yesterday, and he blamed you for the fact that uh, he didn't get any calls in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, was... you know, whatever happens, it's my fault. You know. <laughs> You have a mic on top of the smoke eater? Oh, yeah. It's on. Keep it on. <laughs> that's uh, that's to the talk what the uh, teletype is to the news. Oh, okay. That's part of our new format here at Winds. Have we got the pot open all the way? Good. <laughs> good. That's good. Dear Mr. Rogers, Glen Hill on cart. <laughs> Just when I think I'm listening to FM, I hear Glen Hill cackle in the middle of Money is Too Tight to Mention. 
and know that he hasn't found a real job yet. I love the music. Keep the music. You put Zeta to shame. And besides, Zeta doesn't have Glenn Hill. It's better than the Steve and Edie show. If Steve had Michael DeSisto cackling on cart, or Alice had Brian Norcross tittering, it wouldn't be the same. Keep the Glen Hill cards. We have some morbid fascination with Glen Hill. Tweety Bird should go into syndication. The old prunes probably hate the music. They hated what you said, but now they have to contend with I Want Your Sex by George Michael. The last time they remember sex is when they had <laughs> their last enema. Oh, God. Oh, God is what they said. You can really satisfy Fowler's fascination with Rantel. Fowler's quote, Yes, I'm jealous. I settled for program director when I knew I could do talk or at least polls by playing Paul Simon's Myth of Fingerprints off his Graceland album. Come see us over on the FM. We might have it on CD or at least on Edison Cylinder. <laughs> we like Stan. At least we don't have to wonder whether she's Donna Rice under that school teacher with her hair in a, bu in a bun. Ernie's quote. What does that mean? I have no idea. I don't know that. Well, we have to get back to our drug-induced listeners. Keep up the great work. See you at Peaches. Sincerely, Jeff Gonzer and Jeff Chase, a.k.a. Glenn Hill. Now, I don't think that Gonzer and Chase wrote this letter. <laughs> I Do you? Either. Huh? Is it possible? It's, it's like Don Johnson. I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure. we don't really know. No, we don't really know. Well, I don't know which is worse. I'm hearing you in one channel, and I hear the uh, smoke eater out of the other one. It's like <laughs> stereo on AM. Don't we compliment each other? Yeah, exactly. Which, okay, maybe we'll take a poll. Which is the most annoying sound? The smoke eater humming in the background or Tweety Bird cackling over to my right? Which one just Which one just makes you nauseous? It's it's AM stereo. Now, see, actually, the smoke eater is a voice eater. What it's designed to do is to get your voice off the air. I'm here. It to... just eats up the sound waves off of that mic. I'm here to bother people. Yeah, and you're doing a great job of it, man. Thank They're you. hysterical. I know. By the time Major came on yesterday, there was no audience, <laughs> no measurable audience. <laughs> That's what he said. You know, here I sit here leaving him the biggest audience in daytime radio in this market, and he has the audacity to come on here. What did Neil do? What did Neil do? I heard that yesterday. Yeah. What did I do? Must have been Glenn Hill's Yeah, well, his guest today is going to be the Capo de Tutti. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell does that mean? Would you want to be the Capo de Tutti? Uh, what are you talking That's about? Seriously, with the mafia, they have all these different titles. There's oh. the Capo de Regime and the Capo de Tutti and the Consigliere. And maybe we can get a lesson today <laughs> for the audience. Maybe some. Remember we had the first time when we had, uh, what's her name on? Um, Sam Giancana's daughter, Antoinette, on the phone. The second time when she was here in the studio, we got no response. But the first time was amazing. We got all these mafia people calling in. Really? <laughs> They it was great. They all live down here, don't they? They loved my show. It was great. Yeah, they loved it. And they, they just have, um, homes down here. Yeah, over there in, um, what is it, Golden Beach. Sure. Of course. Right over there by Hallandale. <laughs> and we appreciate all of you listening. We're thrilled to have you. <laughs> Maybe we ought to do the rest of the show for the Mafia today, huh? Hey, listen, they're having some rough times. We ought to... Uh, you know, we like to share things with people who are going through rough times in life, you know? <laughs> Let's take a call from Pembroke Pines while you're here and see if they're more upset about you, the mafia, or the smoke eater. Hello? Are you there? Uh, Pembroke Pines disappeared. North Miami, hello. Hello? Yes. Morning, how are you? Okay. I'm calling about, um, I'm calling about, hello? Yes. I'm calling a reference about the remark the general made earlier. You're wrong. You're saying that none of the Haitians listen to you. I'm a Haitian, and I do listen to you, and I don't take anything personal. Good. 
Well, I told him that all the Haitians listen to this show. He didn't want to believe. <laughs> I enjoy listening to you, and regardless what anybody say, it doesn't bother me. Well, what do you think about that uh, contrived thing that took place here on the weekend? All those people dragged out here, didn't even know what, what station this was. <laughs> even took it personal. I mean, if they know that it's not them, they shouldn't have even bothered, you know. If they came out here, then it proved that it was, uh, that they're proving what Stan, whatever he said was true. Exactly. That's a very good point. I never thought of that. Got it. You know? Yeah. I, I listen to you every morning, and I go to work listening to you, and whatever anything say about Hessians doesn't bother me a bit. Yeah, that's an old American saying, you know, if the cat fits, kill it. <laughs> okay, you have a good day. You too. Thank you. That's great. That's a good call. Oh, yeah. That was a good call. I agree. We have a lot of nice Haitian people out there listening sure. to this show. Sure. No, I agree. You're right. <laughs> Downtown Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing? Okay. All right. Uh, first of all, who does the Vatican rag, and is it available on record? Yes. Yes. Oh, Tom Lear, L-E-H-R-E-R. And it's on an album called That Was the Year That Was... It's on Reprise Records, R-E-P-R-I-S-E, and if um, Peaches can order it or any big record store, if they don't have it, they can order it. Okay, because I enjoy that. Also, uh, I have a special request for that. Um, a request? The rock that I called out from under by uh, Tammy. Special. Tammy Faye. Special request. You have that? Well, now, while I'm looking for it, I want you to uh, reprise... Yeah, that's what I always called it. Reprise, not uh, reprise. I always called it reprise. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Refreeze, maybe. <laughs> While I'm looking for that, I want you to tell me which one is annoying you the most now. The sound of the uh, smoking? The cackler? The cackle. <laughs> I can't hear the, uh, the mosquito. Oh, the, smoke the mosquito thing. thing, yeah, the mosquito yeah. fryer. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. It kills bugs in the studio at the same time. Well, that's because we had all those Haitians come out here on Saturday. Only kidding now. That's just a joke. It's just a joke. The guy had, I think he had two wives and four cats. What? There was some guy yesterday with four wives and two cats or two wives and four cats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. That guy, he was strange. Yeah. I was going to call up, but... I wonder if the Godfather is queued up again or if it's... (laughs) I always take my life in my hands when I open that pot. I really do. Well, listen, you want to hear Tammy Faye, huh? Yeah, please. What What does Tammy Faye do for you? Um, not much, really. <laughs> really? Really. Well, maybe she'd like to do something for you. Maybe you could go shopping at TJ Maxx with her one day. <laughs> That's an idea. Okay, have a great day, sir. You too, thank you. And a wonderful life. Each day when I wake up, I still have all my makeup <laughs> and say a lot of friends for you. Finally, the ten record set you've been waiting for. Tammy Faye's unbelievable new album, Here's the Rock, I Crawled Out From Under. I put 16 tons of makeup on, then my husband does it with Jessica Hound. Oh, Betty Ford called, and go I will, I'm all strong out on booze and pills. It's all here. The headache, the heartache, the pancake. Rock of ages is my face. My mascara won't erase. Tammy Faye's Here's the Rock that I Crawled Out From Under. Won't you buy my new album? If you don't, you're burning hell. You really will. Thank you. 
you. God bless you. Adios. Okay. Um, Glenn is gurgling. He's making gurgling sounds now. Usually he cackles, but uh, during the playing of that, he was making gurgling sounds. Uh, before he leaves the studio, he's going to tell us the name of that uh, disc jerk at... Oh, yeah. Who, I have um, to do that. ...has nicknamed her husband's genitals Herman and McBeans. Also, we want to promote a new show on Zeta, since they are, after all, our sister station. They have that the little segment every day called The Soul Patrol. Mm -hmm. And I hear it through the grapevine. I haven't confirmed it, that they have a new segment today. And I'm not sure I really understand what it's all about. It's called The Whole Patrol. That's uh, coming on Zeta at about 1 o'clock. So that ought to be a real winner. Uh, Pembroke Pines, hello. Morning, Neil. How you doing? Okay, first time caller. Neil, I was wondering if you received something in the mail called the PHS formula. Yes, I did. You mean for winning at the track? I have it in my car, as a matter of fact. Okay, I'm the fellow who sent it to you. Well, I tell you, now, I know in the beginning you said on there that system that it uh, seems pretty bizarre, and I will say that it does. I just glanced at it, and uh, I don't know. I have my doubts. Does it really work? Well, it's worked for me for 12 years. Really? Are you not working? You just to go to the track? Uh, no, I don't even go to the track anymore. I'm a former owner and breeder uh, who developed this system. And now, excuse me, now I make my living selling the system. And uh, I have an awful lot of testimonials, an awful lot of people liked it, and I want to know if you've given it a shot yet. Well, I'll tell you, I'm so desperate these days. Next time I go out to Calder, I'll, uh, I'll give it a try. Oh, please do. I think you'll be very happy with it. Good. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Pleasure. Boy, now, anybody who can't hear the sound of that uh, smoke eater has got to be deaf. The guy on the phone said he couldn't hear it. Well, he was deaf. <laughs> it's incredible in here. It's real loud in here. I have, I have to go out and listen on my radio out in, the, out in the office and see if I can hear it. I'll let you know. What do you mean if you can hear it? That's the monitor you're listening to now, dummy. That's not it. That's the monitor. Oh, it's real loud. <laughs> it's louder. What did that mean? It's, uh... What was that? What kind of a non sequitur was that? <laughs> kind of a moronic statement was that? I'm the king of non-sequiturs. Yeah, or something close. Listen to that. Now, what do you people in the audience do about the militant non-smokers in your office? Or in your home? Or in your restaurant? What a disgusting sound. Yeah, a woman called in to say she can hear it. Good. And she doesn't even have a radio on. <laughs> Someone in the neighborhood. Exactly. Somebody who was out there for that uh, rally, for that um, Santa Rita ritual on Saturday. By the way, they're still selling souvenirs from Saturday's get-together. They have Stan Major voodoo dolls that they're selling out on the corner of 207th and uh, Palm. Okay, a man in a mobile phone. No, a man in plantation. Well, that's close. That's just as good. Man in Plantation said that there is a terrible buzz <laughs> on the radio, on the air. Yeah. He's probably got a terrible buzz from what he's smoking over there in Plantation. He's probably out there clearing the ground for that new shopping center that nobody wants to tell us about. Boy, that's just enough to drive you nuts. And you notice... They've just abandoned us now. It's like they've left that in here. And Gary oh, yeah. Lawrence comes in. Oh, the girls are getting sick in the office and their eyes are tearing. And I try to explain to them that's only on payday. <laughs> it's only when they open up those checks. Your eyes would tear, too, if you saw that. 
And uh, he evidently didn't find a lot of humor in that. I don't know. He didn't? No. He gave me some kind of a signal. I think it meant you're number one or something. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Middle finger. What made me nervous was when uh, Richard Van Hook came in here and you told him it was... Arcing, yeah. And he, he ran got... away from it. And he ran... That's our, that's our chief engineer, folks. He ran away from the smoke eater. <laughs> he went, it was, and he ran out of here so Like quick. a maniac. In fact, he and, uh, he and Mark Griffin are running up and down the hall screaming and shouting right now. <laughs> when in question or in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. That's our slogan here at Wins. That's what's brought us to this position of prominence in the South Florida radio market. Exactly. In fact, when they have their corporate board meetings, that's what uh, Bob Gilbertson gets up and says in Portland, Maine. When in question or in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. <laughs> when he's got his radio jammed up. Miami, hello. Hello. The audience up and let them feel like, um, yeah, that's good. Like they're right here in the studio with us. It's a copy of a letter. Well, it's addressed to me so I can read it on the ear. I have two copies. There were one hand-delivered and one sent... Uh, by certified male and one by certified mule. Dear Mr. Lawrence, we have been requested by our client, Mr. Rick Shaw, to contact you in connection with the outrageous and defamatory statements uttered on the air by your employee, Neil Rogers, during his radio broadcasts on June 13, 1987 and June 15, 1987. During the aforementioned broadcast, Mr. Rogers referred to our client as a Nazi on three separate occasions. <laughs> As you are aware, such references, particularly in the South Florida area, conjure up extreme emotion and hysteria to members of the listening audience. These statements are totally false and defamatory and made with malicious intent to defame Mr. Shaw in both his professional and personal life. We hereby demand on behalf of our client that both WINZ and Mr. Rogers broadcast a retraction on the air in accordance with Chapter 770 Florida Statutes. In the event that a full retraction of said defamatory statements is not broadcast within 10 days of the date of this letter, we will recommend to our client to immediately institute litigation for the recovery of compensatory and punitive damages against WINZ and Mr. Neil Rogers individually, Jan D. Atlas, attorney. Here's another one. Wait a minute. Okay, here's a third copy. Okay, I want to make sure it says all the same things before I begin my... Response. Yes, it's the same thing. So we have one, two, three strikes in your out. Three copies of the letter from Kapelowitz, Atlas, Perlman, and Trump. Well, it's interesting. There are a lot of uh, apologies and retractions being demanded here at Wins the last few days. And there are a lot of very overly sensitive people uh, in and out of the business who have no sense of humor whatsoever. And certainly Mr. Shaw, a.k.a. Richard Hummel, uh, is one of those. And um, all I can say, I want to get to my dictionary first. And I could nitpick. I could really make a case here because uh, I don't know Rickshaw personally. I've never met the man. Uh, I would recognize him because he is bald with that silly blue hat. But I will say this, that in the uh, dictionary that I have, the Webster's New Collegiate Dictionary, there are two definitions of Nazi. One capitalized, a member of a German fascist party, etc. and so on. And I'm sure that the one with a capital N would be the one that would arouse the kind of emotion that the uh, attorneys in this letter are, are referring to. The second one, not always capitalized, one held to resemble a German Nazi. And unfortunately, I've had the uh, bad personal misfortune of coming in contact with several people who have worked with, for, or around Mr. Shaw, and they have been responsible for referring to him in such grotesque terms. 
Uh, not having met him, it's certainly unfair for me to refer to him in that manner because I don't know him personally. Although I will say that when one looks up fascism, if we carry it from the second definition of Nazi with a small n, the second definition of fascism is a tendency toward or actual exercise of strong autocratic or dictatorial control. So you see, it really has nothing specifically to do with the Nazi party or swastikas or with that repugnant group of subhumans uh, who are responsible for the extermination of so many millions of people. But naturally, when you're listening on the radio, uh, you can't tell when we say Nazi whether we're indicating with a capital N or a small N. And I'm not going to debase myself to the point where I'm going to get into a semantical argument with the attorneys or Mr. Shaw, a.k.a. Richard Hummel, because uh, that would be pointless. I am hereby giving a full, total, and absolute, unconditional retraction of those scandalous remarks. I mean, it's very possible that those people who worked for Mr. Shaw have grudges to bear, were uh, misinformed, uh, that those people uh, could all have been mistaken, that they had a false impression. Who am I to make that judgment? So I am absolutely, positively... What happened to my lighter, by the way? Somebody steal my lighter? Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, giving at this moment, 10.13 a.m., June 17, 1987, a full and total remark. In fact, I'll even go to the point of apologizing to Mr. Shaw, a.k.a. Richard Hummel, for uh, having made those remarks. They were intemperate, in poor taste, and uh, very possibly incorrect. However, in my own personal opinion, I think that Mr. Shaw, a.k.a. Richard Hummel, is a douchebag is a disgrace to the radio industry. And again, this is only my own personal uh, opinion. I think that his brogue, his phony brogue on the air, his disgusting two-minute talk-ups to records, the fact that he's doing things that he did 30 years ago on the air, are uh, tasteless, are shameful. But again, that's only my personal opinion as a listener to Waxy 105.9 on occasion. So again, on the one hand, I do offer a full apology and retraction of the comments. Mr. Shaw is not a Nazi. Those comments should never have been made in the first place. But on the other hand, again, and only expressing a personal opinion, not trying to influence the audience in any way, shape, or manner, I do offer my strong personal opinion that when it comes to this industry, when it comes to broadcasting, when it comes to professionalism, when it comes to that ugly blue cap, Mr. Shaw, a.k.a. Richard Hummel, uh, perhaps is a douchebag in the, the, the broadest general sense of the term. And while you're sitting here laughing and gurgling, I have no idea because this happens to be a very serious matter. It was fascination, I know. Okay, is that enough said about that? You notice we uh, did the talk-up on that record that was just in honor of Rick Shaw, a.k.a. Richard Hummel. And uh, no, seriously, if the man is offended and if he took it personally, I uh, have the greatest uh, sorrow and regret. And, um, you know, what can I say? I mean, there are some people who just uh, don't have any sense of humor and uh, what what can we say that we haven't said before, right? We have a lot of question mark mail this morning, don't we? <laughs> a lot. So, Mr. Shaw, we're sorry. I apologize. We retract it. Full retraction. We have several witnesses in the building. We've made a full and total retraction. Mr. Shaw is not a Nazi. I have never seen his party card. I have no reason to believe that he holds one. Am I right? I have no reason to have said that. No, I, I take that back. I do have reason to have said it because I was unduly influenced by former Waxy employees who, again, may have been spreading malicious misinformation. Now, those people, those people perhaps ought to be the targets of some kind of investigation for spreading that kind of malicious misinformation. I have a letter here. You want to talk about how bright the people in the audience are? We have a letter. Did we 
didn't we ask you to send a stamped self-addressed envelope for the Boone in the Box pictures? Well, here's a guy who sent a stamped self-addressed envelope. The only problem is he got his address wrong. Now, wait a minute. I want I want confirmation. I see that uh, old pinhead up there is in the control room now. Was that sufficient, or should we do it over again? It's James Hummel. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, now i got to do the whole retraction over again, because I was given more misinformation by Glenn Hill, of all people. What a disgrace. <laughs> so, to Rick Shaw, a.k.a. James Hummel, we offer our sincerest apology. We offer a full retraction. Those comments should never have been said. They were intemperate. They were in poor taste. The man is not a Nazi. With a capital N. In spite of some of the scurrilous and scandalous remarks that have been made about him by former co-workers, I don't want to mention any names, although one is standing very close to this studio right at the moment. I'm not mentioning any names. One just disappeared very rapidly from the news booth. So you see, it's, no, there's a very good lesson to be learned in all of this. Don't be unduly influenced by sore losers, you know? I mean, if there are people out there having an axe to grind with you, Rick, that's their problem. I don't know you. I haven't met you. I do think you're a douchebag on the air, but that has nothing to do with the Nazi party or any of this other scandalous stuff that's been said. And I fully and totally retract those scandalous, scurrilous remarks. They were defamatory, disgusting, intemperate, and I'm sorry. And if we had Brenda Lee in our collection, I guarantee you I would play I'm Sorry by Brenda Lee for the rest of the hour. I have no idea how to apologize sufficiently to Rick Shaw, a.k.a. James Hummel. I mean, next time, give me the right name, would you please, if you're going to give me some name? You are just a fountain of misinformation. In fact, I think most of the problem can be traced back to Glenn Hill, who is a fountain of scurrilous and scandalous misinformation, who is a spewer of untruths, who is a radio hatchet man, who uses his position at WINZ now to take out his personal gripes with former employees and co-workers. And, of course, that's legion, legendary, on virtually every radio station in this market and even in Sarasota. We have certified mail coming in next hour from Sarasota. Try to get Glenn to retract some of the scurrilous and disgusting remarks he's made about Marshall Moore and Johnny Dark. And they will be... I'll be reading those live on the air in the next hour. <laughs> anyway, this guy sends the envelope, and it comes back, address unknown. Okay, he's addressed the envelope, okay, to get the picture of Pat Boone in the box. He's addressed the envelope. It's the wrong address. I mean, talk about a douchebag. I take it back. Rick Shaw isn't even in a league with some of these people, okay? You're okay, Rick. You really are. But cut out that phony brogue, will you please? And those four-minute talk-ups. He's the only guy I ever heard in my who's going to be a celebrity caller who will accept, hopefully, Glenn's apology. I already apologized. Well, that wasn't good enough. I'm not going to do any more. Where is she? Do you really want to talk to her? Yeah. Oh, if Kyle puts her on the air, let's put her on right away. <laughs> if she'll speak to us. I've heard that Glenn actually apologized for yesterday. And you're going to accept that weak apology? Well, I haven't heard the apology yet. Now, is this true? First, you have to confirm or deny it. I didn't hear it. Uh, well, Glenn, now, didn't we make nice-nice uh, one month ago? Well, yesterday? let's not... Well, wait a minute. Let's not get into that. 
<laughs> I don't want to hear about making nice nice. I thought all of our little differences had been put aside. I don't even know what they were in the first place, obviously, with him leaving and us working together so long and so forth. You get caught up in the middle of all of that stuff. But I thought we had all of that smoothed out. Irene, we made up every month, you know, on on the on the first, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Glenn. It's true. Well, but do we have any differences now? Now, tell the truth. No. Okay, so what is this yesterday that you're announcing? That I have pet names for my husband's private parts? Doesn't everyone? I hope not. <laughs> private parts? Is there any? Are there any women in the audience who have pet names for their husband's private parts? I'm we could sure. do a whole show out of that. Of course. I think Stan should do that show. Yeah. But, uh, that'll be on the hormone show this afternoon. Yeah, Stan will do that show this afternoon. All right. Well, are you truly sorry? Oh, sure. All right. Well, now, Neil, what we need to do is have Glenn call Jeff and apologize to him. <laughs> Why? Does he, did he hear about it? Of course. Oh, God. Are you kidding? Everybody listens to this show, don't uh, you understand? Well, the whole world is listening. He's not mad that you made mention of this, Glenn. Why should he be? No, he's angry that you didn't get it right. It's Big Herman. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you need to apologize. Oh, okay, well, that's fair. I do apologize for that. You're absolutely right, Irene. Okay, now, you stiffed me on my Miami Vice jacket. Where is that? I'm looking for the big thank you note for the $100 check. That's coming. It's You're not going to stiff me here. I'm no, it's on the way. Okay. Does it say Big Herman on the uh, jacket? No. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, we don't need a name necessarily, but... <laughs> well, I'm sorry I got that wrong. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting a lot of misinformation in here. It, it does have a, it has a picture of Big Herman on the back of it, the jacket. Oh, that's right. It's a, it's a full on the back. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. All right, so we're all squared away on that, but I'm going to, uh, off the air now, we'll have to get you together with Jeff, okay? Well, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Talk about that on Stan Major's show. This isn't the hormone show, okay? Dylan, I wanted to tell you, the best thing about my new hours, thank heavens, they don't interfere with listening to you. Now, he's sitting here with a very <laughs> skeptical look on his face. Glenn doesn't believe you listen to this show. Oh, how absurd. Yesterday, right before I went on the air, you know, I'm running around doing errands, getting in and out of the car. I'm going to have to get some of these stupid headphones that don't have wires connected to them. But I get in the car and hear you talking about you're going to get a gift certificate for a tattoo that says Herman for my husband. And I'm thinking, what are they talking about? And I had missed the remark. No, it's going to say Big Herman, the tattoo. <laughs> Big Herman, right. I'm sorry. See, here I am. You ought to see where you have to put it, though. <laughs> Forget it. No tattoos. <laughs> no tattoos. Okay, you guys. So we're squared away. <laughs> Don't look at me, Irene. I just, uh, I'm an innocent bystander in all of this. Okay. It's this chronic troublemaker, this radio misfit that's causing all of these problems. <laughs> well, if it's truly okay, I'm going to come and give Glenn a good thrashing. And good. if it's not okay, I won't. Well, we're going to take a quick vote on that. I see every, every hand in the building gives you permission. Everybody wants you to do that. Glenn, I've got some new Phoebe pictures for you. Uh, this sounds like it might be a pleasant encounter. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the whip, the chain, and the Phoebe Cates pictures, and the Glenn will be in his glory. Okay, yeah. Glenn. Give a call when you can. Okay. okay. Say hi to Tweety Bird for me or Big Herman, whatever it is. <laughs> okay. Okay, Irene. There well, she goes. Pretty, uh, pretty uh, pleasant call. Yeah. You know, considering. Now, when yeah. Rick Shaw calls in a couple of minutes, that's, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Ricky Ticky might call in here. He's got a good sense of humor. He does? Well, 
Maybe. He can, he can call up and uh, do some record intros for Exactly. Us. He can do a talk up to our next break. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Oh, Neil. Hoo, hoo, The Beatles. <laughs> Sunrise. Hello. What are you talking about? I'm a businessman. Do you understand? I'm a businessman. I don't have to be funny. I just make the money. I'm laughing all the way to the back. Give me another million. The heat is gone. I think I buy five cars today. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Eh, 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 eh. It's a big treat. You. Who do you think I am? I'm not Jumbo Jamish. I'm Eddie Murphy. I'm a superstar. And I'm a businessman. That's why I'm a millionaire. And you're a poor thing, man. You're a poor, poor thing. That's what you are, man. Here we have this just in from the Winds News Department. El Vice Presidente just arrived, and the county manager greeted him at Miami International Airport. Hey, Rosita, I have to go shopping downtown for my mother. She needs some tortillas and chili peppers. Can you believe this douchebag Bush? He comes in here on taxpayer expense this trip, allegedly, you know, to participate in the ceremony with the uh, names and so on and so forth of the streets. And it's nothing more than another political pandering trip. That's all it is, and we're paying for it. The one thing I wonder about, though, why is everybody so angry today? Everybody's angry. They're all, ah, you know, they're all worked up into a frenzy today. What the hell happened? Was it the Bernard Getz verdict? Did that get everybody whipped up into a frenzy? Has that uh, kind of given us the green light, as Don Stoddard would say, to let out all our frustrations? Roger. And now, a continuous Neil Rogers music sweep. One song in a row. Three minutes of continuous music on 94 WINC. Well, I was driving down I-95 the other night. Somebody nearly cut me right off the road. I decided it wasn't going to do any good to get mad, so I wrote a song about him instead. It goes like this. Were you born an asshole, or did you work it your whole life? Either way, it worked out fine, because you're an asshole tonight. <laughs> yes, you're an A. S-S-H-O-L-E And don't you try to blame it on me You deserve all the credit You're an asshole tonight 
in honor of the uh, El Vice Presidente's visit to uh, South Florida last night. For all the people that were backed up at 6.30 in traffic last night, we want to send that out. Now, there's nothing wrong with that record, is there? Do you find anything wrong with that? No. Of course not. Oh, open his mic for just a minute. Get your watch. <laughs> <laughs> He's no. timing you again. No. You... We want to send that out to all the people, the bureaucrats at Cox Broadcasting, <laughs> because we're dedicating our entire show today to them. <laughs> I mean, forget about El Vice Presidente. He's small potatoes compared compared to all those wonderful bureaucrats at Cox Broadcasting. Man, they are really something. Wonderful folks to work for, right, Skip and Jim? <laughs> Skip Herman and Jim McBean are scheduled to be the guests on the uh, Stan Major Show today. And by the way, Stan, your taste in music is just mm. terminal. Mm. I mean, that Elvis cut yesterday? Get rid of it. Get serious. Humongous, grotesque. Nauseating. It was the worst racket I've ever... It was just noise. You're speechless. You're right. <laughs> okay, let's find out. Let's see if anybody in the audience enjoyed the record that we played. That's number three already on the Winds Hit Parade. Is it really? And let's see if there are people in the audience, especially those who are frustrated of driving on I-95, yeah. who uh, enjoyed that record. Did it do something for you? Did it get a little of your frustrations <laughs> out of your system? Look at that. There they go. Record breaker. I think we just did it in three seconds. Continuous Neil Rogers commercial sweep. Three commercials in a row without music or phone call interruption on 94 WINZ. Oh, I like that. Great boy. If we ever get three <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you something. It is unbelievable. Okay, are you ready? Are you standing up or are you sitting down? I want to make sure Bill Calder's awake. Should we call him and wake him up? Sure. Think so? Oh, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. I want to make sure that uh, he's awake to hear this. Anything to bother the guy, you know. 
I'm just kidding. Just yeah, all you got to do is talk. That bothers him a lot. That's right. That bothers right. everybody. Well, let me talk to him. No, I don't want you spreading ugly rumors. Hello? Are you asleep? Okay, turn on WINZ right now. Okay? Okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Calder, he's getting all. The, he got a call yesterday at ten to four at his house saying, "Turn on IOD right now. Turn on the radio." That's right. I heard him and now he gets his call from me saying, "Turn on INZ immediately, mm -hmm. if not sooner." <laughs> Do we have that worst alar alert alarm just by itself? No, I wish we did. That would be great. <laughs> the new lineup at the wonderful Isle of Dementia. I want you to give it, Michael, in the morning and. With? With Ms. Payton. Right. Yeah. Mike Ranieri with Miss Litigation. Yeah. In the morning. Ten to two. Ten to two. Are you standing up or sitting down? Ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience. His first name's John. Bob. Bob. Oh, that's good. Very good, Glenn. <laughs> that's I don't cool. know this guy. Count on, count on Glenn to give you the straight poop. Tex. Tex. McQuig. McQuig. Who From 10 to 2, who had never done a talk show in his life. They found him in a 7-Eleven store in Austin, Texas, <laughs> about two months ago. Brought him in to do overnights on the weekend. His first guest was Bob Kunst, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's going to be doing... Now, this is only a rumor. We yeah. don't want to get Mike Anthony too upset. <laughs> but uh, it's only a rumor that uh, Tex McQuig is going to be doing 10 to 2. He's got that great accent. Yep. He yep. ought to be real good in this town. He can do, uh, get some of those KISS listeners over to IOD. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm telling you, I just can't believe it, man. With stiff competition like that, I may have to go to another market, you know, like Winn-Dixie or something. I mean, talk about stiff competition, right? And then, of course, uh, old, what's his name back here? Major's going to have to go up against uh, Michael DeSisto in the afternoon, it looks like. <laughs> and all those wrestlers. And all those professional wrestlers. <laughs> old Steve-O is 2-6. to six. Yep. And, of course, uh, what can we say that hasn't been said then after about 40 hours of sports talk? Calder will come on and have to put all the pieces together. Good luck to you, Bill. They need him. They need him desperately. Desperately. Boy, you there. better believe it. I hope he stays. Boy, do they need him. Yeah. You God. have no idea. Oh. Tex McQuig. <laughs> I thought he played for the Montreal Royals in the old uh, International League with Tom Lasorda. <laughs> he may have. Tex McQueen. Adios. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, Mike, it's been nice knowing you and Bob Rich, of course. So we certainly wish him the best of luck. He wears nice three-piece suits and uh, never met a, you know, never met a broadcaster he didn't like and uh, never told a story that was untrue. Look at that, 2.3 for GTR, and that was with Herman and McQueen on the air. Can you imagine what it's going to be now that they're bringing in the short order cooks from the uh, restaurants down on 79th Street? Unbelievable. It's incredible. What's know. happening in this market, folks? <laughs> Is it unraveling? It's Yeah, it's coming apart at the seams. Yeah. I'm speechless. Me too. I may have to just sit here and breathe hard for the next hour. Tex McQueen. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, it would be great if they could get Brian Norcross to do the weather on his show. <laughs> well, what do you think about that, Brian? Well, I think the weather will be really good on the 79th Street Causeway today. Well, that's good, partner. Now let's talk to Bob Coons. Hey, Bob, what do you think about AIDS, Bob? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> I heard that Rick Weaver is in such hysteria, he's taking a shower right now. No, yes. you're making that up. And that's big news, ladies no. and gentlemen. That might bring Hank Goldberg back to town. <laughs>
Rick Weaver taking the show. You're making wild well, accusations. Okay. We're getting now. carried away. Yeah, you went too far. Maybe the story was he went to the coast. He wasn't using it. <laughs> I think maybe. Oh, boy. I can't believe this. <laughs> Tex McQuaig? Oh, boy. He could do some of those bullwinkle spots. He could be J.J. Moose. Maybe uh, Mike McKay's looking for work. The two of them could do a two-man show. Oh, God, I can't believe this. Can this really be happening in this market? This isn't a market. This is like, what is that? The note handed us. Yeah, right. Texas' first guest will be a beef jerky. Or a lady jerky from Calder, one or the other. Old Tech's going to be doing a remote from you totem the first day. Hey, let's do one from over here by the jar of pickled eggs. <laughs> he wants to go back where they uh, found him, you know. Hasta luego. Where he was discovered. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. now let's let's examine the lineup, okay? Because we've got Ron. <laughs> Ron Sachs. I can't. Now, they all sound alike. Didn't I tell you that there was a trend? I always pick up on these things first. I told you about a month ago on this show, there was a new trend developing in talk radio in South Florida. And the sound had to be... In fact, when Brian Norcross gets his own show, then you'll know we've gone full cycle. <laughs> Everybody has to sound kind of like this. They have to have a whiny, scratchy voice. And uh, maybe we started there with Daffy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I got an idea. Maybe Daffy could go to work with Bill Tanner on that scratch station. <laughs> scratch talk. <laughs> and they can hire Glenn Hill to be your sidekick. They call laughing and scratching. We get an 80 share. Adios. Yeah. Adios, Daffy. Adios. Boy, I can't believe this. This is, uh, I'm coming unglued it's here. It's a really wild am. day. Boy, it's a good thing I'm going to the eye doctor <laughs> so I can see straight after this show. Man, I'm telling you, I feel cockeyed. Pardon the expression. I just, uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> let's think about cockeyed for a moment. Yeah, let's look at that picture of the fish over there or whatever. That, that's, uh, I just can't handle this, folks. Can this really be happening for real or what? <laughs> Boy. Tex McQuig. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mike Anthony, the assassin strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. And Sandy, by the way, has been gagged. Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't See talk about it. See that picture over there? Yeah. That's a picture of it right there. <laughs> she won't talk about it on the air. <laughs> and... <laughs> If you could see, it's a good thing we didn't describe the picture, isn't it? Wait, wait till you see this picture. I think that's a dolphin, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like Jim Mandich, as a matter of fact. Anyway, uh, there's a... Not, uh, she and her attorneys, of course, are all uh, on the QT. You know, she's not allowed to give any more of the truth. Maybe a few little lies or something like that, but no more of the truth. On the Earth, the Isle of Dreams. So if there is anybody in the market that wants to know what's really going on, they can tune in over right here right at here. 940 on their AM dial. That's right. As they say in the Sun Sentinel, 79 <laughs> W-I-N-Z. Right. We got a letter addressed to that today. Exactly. Well, that was probably from Bill Kelly. You're right. Oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> now if you'd like to cancel the Herald, here are the numbers in Dade County. <laughs> 
<laughs> in Dade County, 3502000. It's getting close to Father's Day. And in Broward, 462-3000. I think Glenn Hill, I think a lot of you may get your wish in this hour. I think he may just gurgle off into like a little puddle of gurgle at the bottom of the table here by the end of the hour. He's just cackling and gurgling and bubbling like E.T., you know, and well, he may go down the drain well, any look second. look what we've been talking about. How could you oh, possibly? Oh, it's incredible. How could I possibly not? What's the guy's last name? McQueed? McQueed. McQueeg. Or maybe it's McQuay. Maybe it's Joe McQuay from the Weekly News. Do you think that's possible? <laughs> no. Maybe he has a Texas accent with a lift. <laughs> hey there, good buddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go down and hang out at 7-Eleven. Oh. Oh, boy, I can't believe it. I do hear he's doing the first show side saddle, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> Okay, one seven. That's going to be his theme song. Gene Autry's back in the saddle again. <laughs> one seventeen at W I N Z. Let's do a desperately needed timeout. We'll come right back. We're now it's rock music's hottest stuff in a new morning talk show. Okay, like, can you help me out here? Should I like shave my armpits or what? <laughs> McConaughey. How about a mohawk? The show that takes the most talked about issues of the day and ignores them. Okay, so like on today's show, we got this gay priest, a transvestite teacher, and a bisexual cop. So guys, hey, do you think I could fit a Grammy in my belly button or what? It's flashy. It's trashy. It's McConaughey, the talk show with only one topic. Me. What do you think? Should I wear the crucifix in my ear or, like, take my stockings off and tie them around my hair? McDonough, she's desperately seeking attention. Come on, guys, help me out. Okay, 1008 at WI. Kyle's checking his watch, checking the... He's got one of those, not second hands, but like hundreds of a second. <laughs> now, we want you to understand that we're not putting this uh, creature on the ear here to um, participate in the show, mm -mm. but he just is bringing more... News. We Trying always... to recapture his old role on Gloves 94, <laughs> gossip editor, or whatever it was that they called him. Yeah. Gossip okay. editor. That's okay, what let's it was, uh, set it? this up now. Okay, that yeah. was taped at uh, 4.41 yesterday at a very important meeting at WNWS. We always like to report on these important radio meetings. Exactly. We gave you first the new lineup at W Snooze before it happened. Yeah. We gave you the uh, departure of Mike Miller before it happened on the air. We told you that Sandy was in uh, in limbo and litigation. Mm -hmm. All came Doing the limbo rock with Mike Anthony. Isn't it amazing how it all came true? Is it? Yeah, we were just hallucinating here, but our hallucinations seemed to come true. They denied it and denied it and yeah. denied it. And sooner or later, it happened. Bingo. Yeah. La Bamba, as Richie Valens would have said, if but, he could be here to sing to us today. <laughs> Maybe we could get uh, Shirley MacLaine to get Richie Valens to sing a little later in the show. And the big bopper to do a little Chantilly Lace for Mike Thompson. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, they had this very major meeting over at W Snooze. And the uh, consultants were there and all yeah. the other uh, Gansamachers, uh, the big shots. That's right. Dennis Collins, the big guy, as mm -hmm. Lee Fowler calls him, the mm -hmm. big guy. Mm-hmm. It's not so big. I've seen it. And uh, what else? Well, you heard the uh, show that Alice did a couple of weeks ago where he was complaining about Mike Thompson, you know, was, was advocating 
that genocide. AIDS, genocide. Yeah, that AIDS victims should have a tattoo. Yeah, like he was doing his wrist. William F. Buckley. Let's yeah. uh, fry him routine. Let's yeah. put an A on their arm or something. Yeah, and this really upset. Well, maybe Alice. we ought to put an A on one of Mike Thompson's arms <laughs> and an H on the other arm because uh, certainly those are the two appropriate initials. Oh, that's an Isn't idea. Isn't it interesting? A H could be. Yeah. Ass on one arm and hole on the other, or it could be Adolf on one arm, and who knows what it might be on the other arm, right? Himmler. Just a, just a coincidence. It might be Hummel. Yeah, yeah Hummel. <laughs> there you go. I not thought about that. No, you haven't thought about that. Well, anyway, you know, uh, you, you heard the show, and I heard the show, and after you know, I was riding home, <laughs> where Al was very upset that Mike uh, advocated this, and, and Al called him a Nazi on the air many times, right? <laughs> So um, Mike is very upset that Al did that, and, no. and he burst in to the meeting. Burst, kind burst of like a, uh, into the meeting, kind of like a German Shepherd in heat. <laughs> yeah, German Shepherd. Yes, and they were screaming at each other about this. You know, that's what I hear. So I, I don't know. Uh, Al, of course, was talking about this on the air yesterday. So this is no secret, really. Yeah, they're you know. fighting uh, cats and dogs, if you pardon that expression. Yeah. Tooth and nail. Yeah. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, Mike didn't know it, but our Winds News team, never to be outdone, had a little hidden microphone in that meeting. Uh-huh. And when Mike burst in, <laughs> in the middle of that meeting, we have some of his intemperate remarks. I'm Wie viel kostet es? Zehn Mark. Haben Sie nichts anderes? Von derselben Sorte? So there's just a little recording from yesterday's big powwow, or bow-wow, as the case may be, over at the W Snooze. Man, I'm telling you, this market is just going to hell in a handbasket, isn't it? It really okay, is. Okay, shut his mic off immediately. Okay, uh, we're almost at the end of this hour. Let's get a call from Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil Rogers. Bob Martinez. Bob, 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 Bob Martinez. Bob, 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 Bob Martinez. Bob, 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 Martinez, so you do the dance, political romance, now Mr. Bob wants to take it from my pants, Mr. Bob, 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 Bob.